Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. everyone to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Tonight, we're talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS from May the 30th of 1987. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. In real time, we haven't talked for nearly, well, two weeks actually, not nearly. We haven't talked for two weeks, but I'm sitting here with Doc and Harper. Last week you did here, so it seems like it's only been a week. Harper, how you doing, man? You hanging in there? I'm doing great. I'm watching uh, Under Siege. As I survived this hurricane. That's great. That's really nice. That's classy of you. Uh, how, is it a good movie? I hadn't seen that in forever. Yeah, bro. You remember that? Doc probably does. Yeah, that girl pops out of the cake with the big fat titties. Dude, she was supposed to be a big star. Then she never did anything after that. She did enough in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> she, showed us, <laughs> she showed us her favorite political party, titties, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Right. All right. Ah, uh, what a rack. Doc, how are you? You good? So the gig is up, huh? Why? Meaning? It took everybody this long to figure out that I'm Denim Fritz, huh? Ah, oh, you ain't no Denim Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is there were people who were fooled. Like I was like, wow, people who are believing that. Everybody knows that I'm Denim Fritz and you're fake Mike. That is so far from the truth. Uh, you are definitely not Denim Fritz because I know who Denim Fritz is. And Fake Mike and the is it the late Brian Lass or Fake Brian Lass? I don't know which one. Those two are co- comedy gold. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle tonight because I'm, uh, I'm on some imposed sobriety here. So um, I don't know how I'm going to do this sober. Okay. Well, I've been- I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding, dog. Check it out. <laughs> I got off work early. I started drinking. I've been getting fucked up. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I got a freaking needle of Hennessy pumping into my veins, so I'm doing wow. great tonight. Yes. So, yes, uh, sir. So we're going to save, just in case everybody was wondering, and this will be out quite a bit after the fact, but we're going to uh, we're gonna save cruise talk for the patrons here because apparently you went on there and started, like, seducing old white ladies and trying yeah. to get their security check after, you know, after you got loaded up on, I got a text from this just to set the stage. Become a patron at something 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 dot url. This <laughs> motherfucker texted me at like eleven o'clock in the morning saying he was eight hennies in. I was like, Jesus Christ, have That's a nice. no. I yeah. Facebook message you, dude. That fucking internet on that boat. Sucked. You're in a boat in the ocean. What did you expect, Brad? Like it was. I mean, I tried my damnedest to, like, get on Twitter. The only thing that was halfway workable was actually Facebook Messenger. And even then, it would take, like, forever to send the damn message. So, I like, I was just sitting there one day, and bro, I had to be 12 hennies in. And I texted oh, yeah. Doc at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty classy of you. So, yeah. 
Um, you came back. I'm assuming you came back, got back to work at the BTT Control Center and have some news to tell us about Blue Chew, right? No Blue Chew news. What the I got fuck? some shout-outs. Hey, hey, come on, Blue Chew. Nobody, and I repeat, nobody has a more limp dick audience than we do. You got <laughs> fertile ground over here, pal. <laughs> Denim Fritz and, and, has and, been plugging Blue Chew away and fucking with me on Twitter the whole time. Right, but I mean, think about it. He's a doctor that runs that thing. I'm a doctor. There's synergy there. Let's talk about horizontal integrations on our digital platforms, and let's do some business. That's a really good inside hey, joke. Up. It's tonight the night that we uh, go over our – I mean, when this comes out, we'll be about a weekend. Is this the night we go through our uh, fantasy football rosters from the big BTT fantasy football draft a couple of nights ago? I don't know what you're talking about. None of us are playing fantasy. Yeah, fuck that. I got that. That's for some loser shit right there. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay. There is a BTT league, uh, pay league, but none of us are in it because we just don't. Do Jesus Christ. I'm a fucking adult. Is that the ultimate, just <laughs> ultimate statement on on us as three adult Shut men? Shut up, dude. <laughs> there's you... shit in our, there, so you're saying there's a fantasy football league in our name. Yes. Using. But none of us are in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's like, you're making fun of it, but the team names are awesome. Like, there's, I think, a Juicy Johnny out there, a Montana Musket Loader team. Hey, I'm I'm for all of it as long as I don't have to do anything. That's just, yeah. like, that's, that's my philosophy on being a husband. I'm great with most of this shit as long as it doesn't personally impact me. Yeah, the team names are awesome. So there's that on the BTT Fantasy Football League. We're just not a part of it. So, uh, well, thank you, I just uh, want you to know here that I am decked out from head to toe in my Nike gear. I'm covered in swooshes, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to roll, pal. He's he's either playing heel or babyface, depending on your perspective. I, I need you to play the anthem so I can stay seated. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're such an asshole. Nah, nah, bro. If they play that anthem this Sunday or this Thursday night, you know these blue chew bastards aren't going to be hopping out of their recliner and dusting off all the potato <laughs> chip crumbs. They're going to sit there and complain about the Negro who won't stand up. <laughs> like I said, you're either playing just, you just watch or playing babyface. Nah, here's how you make your life a whole lot easier for whatever side you're on. Do like normal people do. Tune in and watch some football and just focus on football. And if you do that, you'll be fine at the end of the three hours, especially if you're rooting for the Cowboys when we start whooping that ass. See, there he goes. That's his real allegiance. He doesn't care about the flag. He doesn't care about the the anthem. He doesn't care. So he's all full of bull. All that shit you just heard from him just now, he cares none of He doesn't care none of it, none about it. He was trying to play heel or babyface, depending on your perspective. The only thing he cares about is silver and blue on Sunday. He literally does not give a shit about any of that stuff he said. Look how savage we are down here in Dallas, man. We cut the second most accurate place kicker in the history of the NFL because he was dead weight. He's got to go. Jerry is like, dude, I'm going to die soon. We got to win. 16 and 0. I can feel it. <laughs> Dak right, and Zeke, bruh. Nobody really cares about your Cowboys. Well, I don't say nobody, but a select. Well, hey, I want to hear something. I want to I want to kick this around the corner a little bit here. Harper, how was the hurricane? Uh, fuck. I just I just got off the roof of the house and I got my fucking internet back. So, 
I'm all ready to go. Are the levees going to hold on this one? I, I, hopefully. I'm <laughs> when scared. Will the spill, when will the spillway dry out so you can go shoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, nothing happened. Like, legit nothing. There wasn't one drop of rain or wind or anything. <laughs> so you, this one was like Sonny farting in a porno? Yeah. It was like, wah, wah, wah. At least for us. Hey, man. That's good. It's got to hit somebody. It better. It might as well not be you. For real. Okay. Are we done? Are we done with what? We're having fun, dude. We're just yeah. The breeze. It's been two weeks because we had to. We're just getting reacquainted with one another because you had to run off on your booze cruise. Yeah. How many times did you get in trouble for drinking too much? Nah, never. Did Sasha get too sick? Did she drink too much at any point? Nah, nah, nah. She was. She was good. Were there Did you watch all in? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I was back, so I did see most of it. I, I you forgot I was the one who messaged you the fucking wildcat sign at all in. Well, oh yeah, yeah, but that was on <laughs> WGN though. Nah, it was, but I mean, yeah, well, that's true. I did message you when I saw it on WGN, but yeah. I, I watched most of it. It was all right. I mean. Well, I don't want to say it was all right. It was good. I could do without the Joey Ryan bullshit. What'd I mean, you say? You got aroused when you saw Joey Ryan have a bunch of dead dicks? Yeah. I don't want to, con- I don't want to concentrate on current wrestling. That's not why we're here. That Joey Ryan stuff was just stupid. Don't <laughs> run. Come on, man. Just dumb. What do you think? What do you think? What? Okay, I'll mix in some new with some old. What do you think would happen if Joey Ryan did that and came in the back and caught a 44-year-old Ole Anderson? Oh. Opera, you want to answer that? He'll be – fuck, he'll probably get his ass beat. And then oh, thrown wait, out wait, the door. I, yeah. I got a better one for you. Dick Murdoch. Mm. Yeah. Son, you need, to, you need to pick up a few beers and stop playing with your dick out there. <laughs> That's how you get over, motherfucker. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's uh let's get into the show. Uh, I got a couple things I got to mention before we jump into this week's episode. But uh, first off, shout out to a bunch of new patrons: Chris Houston, Dennis Hoffman, Robert Coleman at Old Man Coleman on Twitter, uh, Coach Chase at Coach Chase fifty eight eighty one on Twitter. Adam Price signed up on Patreon. Adam was on on Podbean previously, but he moved over to Patreon, and he's now a Hall of Fame patron. So, Adam, remind me when you get to your seventh month at, at your new level, and I will get you out your T-shirt. Uh, that is at a price INS on Twitter. By the way, Adam's an insurance agent in uh, Mississippi. So, if you're in the market for new insurance or want to get a new quote, email him at a price INS at AOL.com. And lastly, Craig W. became a patron also. If I missed anyone, it's because we got the new Patreon deal the old so it's uh, kind of convoluted but hopefully i got all names covered with the new patreon where you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that's a new patreon link it's in the show description use it two bucks a month world-class shows all the other patron content including the cruise uh, episode that we are planning on doing uh i guess later tonight so doc you were about to say something what is it yeah i was gonna say i was gonna teach you how to do some business here so if you're in the Mississippi, Alabama, Gulf Coast area and you just got torn apart by the wet fart that was Hurricane Gordon, call our, our fellow BTT insurance agent. Mention that, uh, let's see, uh, Mike's, if you, if you hashtag Mike's limp dick to, to him, 
we'll get 10% of the referral fee kicked back to us into our coffer to help us, you know, defray all of our costs. Because let me tell you something. The, the, there ain't no sponsors out there for us. I thought Limp Dicks would be the key, the key but it's apparently not. We're going to have to go this alone. That sucks. And, and and we're having to do this alone. And if any of you could quite understand the colossal challenges we're facing with the new Skype update. Yeah, fuck that. You would all become patrons. You should all become patrons just for that. We are climbing uh, just a, a fence, a wall covered, like a, a border wall, if you will, covered in just <laughs> stickers and thorns and shit. This new Skype is the drizzling shits, bro. It's the worst. Yeah, for real. It's like a it's like a bunch of Joey Ryan dick spots, just one after another. All right. Nice. Well, uh, real quick, one other update before we start talking some NWA. Uh, if you're wondering why you haven't seen early YouTube editions of the show, it's because uh, I don't want to say much more than um, YouTube is blocking uh, our content. Uh, what? Wow. And I'll just Man, put that out there why, like that. Why is everybody against us? I think it's because we're so unprofessional, but I don't want to really say any more because it's all allegedly. Uh, I could just tell you that the last few YouTube versions, whether it's Smoky Mountain or this show, have been blocked by YouTube. And that's that. So that's the only reason why... Daily, Daily Motion, dude. That's the only reason why the NWA show has not been on YouTube. And I just haven't had time to check out the Daily Motion to see if it would work. Yeah, fuck that, bro. We don't say nothing to... I mean, when that's fucking Nazis. We just curse a lot and make jokes. Would you fuck a Nazi if she was hot? Yeah. Okay. Like, here's, the, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If You're anybody... fucking her. She's screaming out Heil Hitler. Oh, like this chick from like Indiana Jones and all. <laughs> Give it to me, Hitler. Let me just say this. If anybody takes anything said seriously on this show, you need your head examined. Come on, man. Just have some fun. Lighten up. As 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 Hall of Fame patron Chris Browning told me a few weeks back when he was on the show, people are so wound tight nowadays. They can't take a joke and they can't have fun. So have fun. Doc yeah. joked about the stupid Nike deal at the Not stupid, but he joked about Nike at the beginning of the show. We're just having fun, man. We're trying to mix in some like real-life shit. Nobody's trying it. to fucking be serious. I'm serious. Damn. Yeah. We're like three assholes like on a bar stool just shooting the shit. And yeah. you're lucky enough to get to hang out with us tonight. Exactly. <laughs> lucky you. I'm drinking Hennessy. Doc's drinking IPA. And no, Hopper's no. drinking I'm... his girl's vagina. I don't know. What? I'm watching Under Siege. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something. I'm going to save it for the cruise episode. I got to save it for the cruise episode because we got to have a talk about that. But uh, let's, let's, I tell you what, let's get into NWA from May the 30th, 1987 as we move right along. This was only a one-hour episode. And the open of the show, Shabani and Crockett. Yeah, thank God. Shabani and Crockett open the show, and they announced what we'll see today. Hold on, pal. Are you expecting us to be trying to pull this up ourselves while – because I got a little something we could do while we do that if we you want us to. Um, well, I was going to try – I didn't want to do it on the main show. I was going to try it on, like, a patron show, like, as a test. Oh, so, okay. Well, before yeah, I, we get into the show, I thought you were going to tell everybody to go to Urban Dictionary and have Harper read what a Ric Flair is. 
I tell you what. Let's go to the first promo, and I'll play it while Harper is because Cornette's about to run in. While Harper, while this promo is playing, that'll give Harper time to look up yeah. what Ruben put on our Facebook group. Uh, what the definition of a Rick flared is flared with ed on the end. What that is an Urban Dictionary. So let's go to the first promo with Shivani and Crockett as they open a the show talking about what we'll see today and uh, Cornette runs in from the Midnight Express with the Midnight Express. Here it is. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very best wrestling in the world. Tony, we saw the handiwork of the Four Horsemen and they will be with us today. The Four Horsemen will be with us and a very special interview with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes because of what happened, what we saw right there. There's been a question about will he be able to make that winner-take-all match June 6th in Greensboro. We'll hear from the American Dream Dusty Rhodes here today about that. And also a very special guest will be yes. with us here today on this program. That's right. We're not going to tell you, but really, it's a surprise, and you're going to want to see it. Also here today, fans of Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, Tully Blanchard with Dark Journey, and the U.S. Tag Team Champions, Jim Cornette, along with the Midnight Express. We're going to get to the match in a minute. You know, Jim Crockett Promotions forcing me in the cage matches with Ronnie Garvin. Tried to stop it in the court of law. Tried to stop it by public opinion. Tried to put Ronnie Garvin out of business, but it didn't work. I didn't want it to come to this, but it's come to this. I am calling for Jim Crockett Jr., president of Jim Crockett Promotions, to turn over full control of JCP Sports, the offices, houses, cars, assets, Sets G1 to sweet Stan Lane pending investigation of forged contracts and fiscal irregularities by an independent committee. The independent committee will be composed of beautiful Bobby Eaton, who has the documents, is studying them carefully, and who will render a fair and impartial decision on whether he believes Jim Crockett has repented. If Jim Crockett is found to have had no conspiracy or collusion with Ronnie Garvin in the attempt to have Jim Cornette assassinated, and if Crockett has had no other illicit encounters, his promotion will be returned to him. Stan? This is not a hostile takeover. Jim Crockett has in the past done good services for his community. But Jim, when you signed contracts for cage matches between Jim Cornette and Ronnie Garvin without asking Mr. Cornette's permission, well, Jim, that made my blood boil. If Bobby's investigation finds you innocent, your company will be returned. However, if you are guilty, you'll be voted a lifetime salary. Your air-conditioned doghouse will be returned, and I will continue to operate JCP to stand for truth, justice, and the American way, big profits. I'm sorry it had to come to this, Tony Schiavone, but that's the way it is. And now, ladies and gentlemen, while I await Jim Crockett to turn over control, I introduce you to the United States Tag Team Champions, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, the Midnight Express! What the hell did we just witness, Doc? I don't know. That was con- I was kind of confused. I had actually had to go back and watch that. I was, you know, because you watch this on the treadmill, or you know, when you're 18 beers in, it's hard to focus sometimes. I had to go back and actually watch that a second time because I was like, "So wait, Stan's in charge now." That hold on. <laughs> uh, that was confusing, but Cornette is calling for Crockett to turn over basically everything to the Midnight's with the Bobby Eaton being the judge. Wow, that seems real <laughs> fair, but. Uh, let's go with it. Uh, I wonder how that would go. I was actually very entertained. Stan, this, Stan trying to This be is very not a serious. hostile takeover. Well, Stan, like, reading and trying to be serious, like, you know, this is a real deal. I thought that was gold. But, uh, Harper, what did you have? And then tell us about the Ric Flair uh, Urban Dictionary post. I like places. You, you're, you're air conditioned doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, his dog Snuffles has to be well taken care of, so I yeah. thought that was great, too. And Stan's been talking more than anyone in, in a Midnight Express ever. 
Yeah, I mean, well, like we talked, Dennis, Bobby never talks, and Dennis rarely talks. Yeah, Bobby's talks. like fucking, he don't say anything. Bro, Bobby's got to be enjoying this, like we said, man. The rats are the rats are probably better. He's got Stan and Corny talking. He could just sit back and do his work in the ring where he's damn good and bang some rats after. Well, he was married, so I don't know about that. But I thought this was good. But, uh, Hopper, anything else before you go to tell us about what Rick Flared in the Urban Dictionary is? No, let's see. You said it's it's, it's Flair, just like Ric Flair, right? Uh, with an E-D on the end, Flared. Oh, because they got one of Ric Flair's is uh, when a guy slaps his dick on a girl's chest and he... Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it? Well, maybe it was different. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, go it's ahead, read a, it. <laughs> it's uh, when a guy slaps his dick on a girl's chest as hard as he can and screams, Woo! <laughs> no, that's not it. No? Mm-mm. That was one of them, no? Yeah. Well, the version the act, I... Re- oh, wait. Here's another one. Oh, the oh, act of thrusting your entire penis forcefully <laughs> into the vagina at the onset of, of intercourse, causing your partner to yell, Woo! From being surprised. Her response, Woo! Is paying homage to the to the legendary pro wrestler Ric Flair. No. Fuck, that ain't... What the fuck? There was another one. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, I tell you what, do you want to look it up while we go to the next promo? Because yeah. that first fucking Ric Flair, I used to do that back in the day, but like I used to do like the Street Fighter 2 sound effects. <laughs> Which was? Like the, you know, ah, you can boom, ah, you can boom, right in the face. <laughs> I, what was the, uh, what was the reaction to that? She would go, oh, 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 be KO. Then she'll, then she'll lose. Okay, oh, Tommy oh, H with David Osley oh, versus oh, the Midnights. Yeah, I got it, pal. It's Rick oh, you... Flared, and it's a sexual act where directly before climax, the man pulls out his penis, <laughs> jizzes on the girl's breast, and gives her an open hand slap to the chest while yelling, "Woo." <laughs> Here's the funny part. Longtime Hall of Fame patron Ruben Espinosa posted that on the BTT Facebook group. And I texted it to Doc like as soon as I saw it. And Doc must have been drunk because he says, I'm at the movies but on my way home. And I'm on a Ric Flair Mrs. Doc when I get home. <laughs> Woo! Why would I have to be drunk to say that? I don't know. I just thought you were drunk, but okay. We call that a Tuesday around here at Doc Mansion. Well, the Midnight Express defeat Tommy Angel and David Isley in the next match, and that's that. And then we go to a promo with Paul Jones with Ivan and Vladimir. Uh, this, Let me play this part. This is from Saturday night, and I'm going to play something for you all that you haven't heard on Worldwide. So we're probably going to get into a decent discussion about this. So here's what's on Saturday night. From Ivan and Paul Jones. And to say the least, to see the manager of the World Tag Team Champions, number one, Paul Jones, out here with the Russian team of Vladimir Pietrov and Ivan Koloff, Paul. Well, you know, everybody think number one, Paul Jones, is down because of the injury of Rick Root. But my goal in life is to keep those world belts in this stable. Now, let me tell you something right now. Our former alliance here with Ivan Koloff, three-time world champion, Brother, he's where it's at. And Petrov, 
There's also going to be in the area where we're going to keep the world belts here. The ravishing Rick Rude's entry is not going to stop my dreams. The raging bull is intact. And he's charging forward. And let me tell you something right now, Rock and Roll Express. Don't think this team is weak. You want the world belts, you come and get it. Comrade Jones, on the behalf of Vladimir, myself, we are very proud to join up with you in the quest of holding on to a prestigious title such as these. Along with Raging Bull, you see superpowers, Dusty Rose, Nikita, we are never down and out. No, now we are stronger than ever. Nikita, Philadelphia, you're going to find that out. Superpowers, I told you time and time again. Now with the genius of Paul Jones as a manager, the influence that he has got, there is nothing that is going to stop us. The Russians, Ivan Vladimir, along with Paul Jones. Fans, more action right after this timeout. All right, I'm going to ask y'all to hold your thoughts on that because we are at a point where Rick Rude is gone and they're saying he's injured. But I want to play for you all a promo from NWA Worldwide from this exact same week where Ivan and Manny cut a promo as the quote-unquote NWA World Tag Team Champions. So here that is. And they've got the the belt that Ivan was holding just now. So here it is. about Ivan Koloff? That's right. Ivan Koloff has been chosen by Paul Jones to be half of the World Tag Team Champions. Let's go to Bob Collar right now and talk to Paul Jones. David, you're right. Here we are with Paul Jones and the new World Tag Team Champions. What about this, Paul? The new champions. Well, you know, Bob, whenever, th whenever something terrible happens like the injury of Rude, if you keep your head up, something good happens. And you know the brilliant man that I am, I got right on the phone and got a hold of the NWA president. And let me tell you something, what the strings that I pull. I thought for sure that they would give the, they'd make me give the belts up and I'd have a tournament. But I swung it. The NWA said I could get any opponent I wanted to team up with the great Manny Fernandez and defend the world belts. So that's why you see Ivan, two-time world champion right here. So you will see him in there. And then once in a while you'll see Petrov. Well, let me tell you something. NWA, you just gave me the license to keep these world belts forever, ever, and ever. All right, there it is, fans. The world tag team champions to the ring. Old Bob Cottle right there. So, uh... Doc, I got a lot noted, and Harper, I got a lot noted. So, i tell you what, I'll throw it to Harper. Harper, any thoughts on this promo? And you've just heard that other one for the first time. So, uh, I'm sure you got questions or thoughts. Has he showed up on WWE TV yet? No, huh? See, I, I don't remember. And I that was the one thing I didn't look up for that. You talking about Rick Rude when he says he. Right. God damn thinking, pronouns. Because if he did, it would be dumb. But, uh, you know, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't a uh, title be surrendered if Brody, you can't defend it? I don't want to spoil it for next week, but they fucked this shit all the way up, like Buddy Landell says. Because you're right, usually they would just hold it up because he can't defend it, kind of like right. what they did with Ole when Ole was hurt. Remember, exactly. the right. mm -hmm. they were national champions at the time. They weren't world champions. And they held it up, and that, and the belts eventually went away. So you are absolutely right. You figured they'd hold it up. 
the part, the bad part about this is this week they announced these two are champions. They on worldwide, they are the NWA world champions. The very next week on Saturday night, I'll just say it now and we'll talk more about it next week. The Rock and Roll Express are shown in a match against Manny and Rick Rude winning the titles, but it's a match mm. like from like January 1987. Oh, fuck. And it was a non-title match, but they air it on Saturday night. So I'm kind of spoiling things, but that's kind of what's about to happen. So Rude is gone. One week they make these two the champion on Worldwide and in Saturday night. And then the next week they say the Rock and Roll beat Rude and Manny, and they never explain. It's just like they just, they just fucked it all. Like I said, they buddy the Ivan it. thing just like disappears. Just, just, just disappears, dude. It's like, a, like they, next week they act like what we just heard never ever happened. Can't so. do that in the cable TV era, pal. Yeah. First yeah. of all, he said three time champion. Ivan was a three time champion on Saturday night, and in that other one worldwide, he said he was a two time champion. Then they're gonna play free word rules with the damn Petrov. No thanks. He's not a. He does not deserve to be a world tag team champion. And then. Because we've explored all of our sloppy options, dude, <laughs> that shit right there, what happens next week is like taking the fat girl home from the bar, man. Just go home and beat off. Yeah, really, huh? Yeah. That. I mean. It's not they, worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it, man. Just get, get you a fucking jar of mayonnaise and hump that shit. Whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> It makes and, you and wonder gotta if be, Rude, gotta if be, Rude, hold on, and this has got to be where Uncle Ivan's like, man, maybe it's time for me to quit. Hmm. Well, it makes you wonder if, like, did they not know? Like, did Dusty not know that Rude left? And that's why when they did that worldwide promo, they just kind of were like, well, let's just do this for now. And then they realized, oh, now that motherfucker's gone. So That's a Rude, good question. Well, and here's I, the other thing. Don't they need to come out there and, and on Saturday night and tell me that he, what the injury is and, like, what happened and something? They're just, like, referring to this mysterious injury. But who did it? What happened? How, what's yeah, going right. on? Actually, now that I think about it, I bet they knew. They had to know. And that's why they said he had an injury. But what's un... Man, what make him hard. sound terrible. Make it sound like he fucking got beat up at the ballet and shit. He left. Yeah, but the problem is any other time he wasn't out of a heel. He was he was at his little daughter's ballet and he got beat up for running his mouth. I guess, bro. But this is some inconsistency and just some bad continuity that they present to us. There's no other way to say it. We gotta call a spade a spade. It's shameful. It's pretty damn bad. I mean, dude, they on worldwide now. To be fair. None of us had Worldwide back in the day. So when I saw Hell, that Worldwide... I, did, I barely had Saturday Night. Shit. Yeah. Right. So I only I only saw this promo. I literally just saw this promo for the first time a couple weeks ago. Uh, to be, you know, to be frank. Now, Saturday Night, no. I'd seen that before. So what was funny, when I saw the Worldwide promo, I was like, oh, shit, that's even worse than what they showed on Saturday Night because you got Manny and Ivan out there holding both belts... Talking and about really they the does, champs. And it really does feel like they didn't plan this shit out. Like, they just gave Paul Jones and said, go make something up. And he ain't the right <laughs> guy to go make something up. Yeah, no, huh? Man. He's, ugh. Yeah. Dude, they, they, this was handled bad. Like I said, 
We'll talk more. I think we're going to talk more about it next week because, like I said, next week they show the Rock and Roll winning the belt. So we will we'll talk talk about more next week. But just wanted to put that out there, and I wanted to play the NWA Worldwide promo that this shit. If you're following along, you're like, wow, they just kind of butchered that and just kind of went with it, and they did. They just they never just they never explain anything next week about Rude and Manny having the titles in this. I'm sorry. Uh, Manny and Ivan having the titles on this week of Worldwide. It's never explained. It's just like, oh, no, whatever, just happened. They're too they're too busy flying in these jets and doing cocaine to pay attention to the storylines. That's nice, Doc. Allegedly. So, so, anything else from that, Doc? Man, Rick Rude's about to paint some women on his tights and set the world on fire. And yeah. Hawker was watching. He's about that to shit become a, He's about week. to become a, He's about to become an international superstar. Yeah, Harper, Harper, you were watching that shit every week, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I seen him. I seen him at UNO. See, <laughs> did, he did he have your Did he have your little ten year old face painted on his crotch? <laughs> <laughs> None. My dad loved him. He was he was my dad's favorite wrestler because he would call yes. him all a bunch. Of, yeah, my dad hated wrestling. He thought like these guys, these people, all a bunch of fucking idiots. He used, well, to say, he used to say, if you want to kill all the idiots in New Orleans, put a sign up in front of the Superdome that says "Free Wrestling Show." And my dad it, used to say shit like that too. And then when it fills up, you <laughs> fucking blow it up. Fucking domestic <laughs> terrorist motherfuckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> and fucking and 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 fucking Rick Rude, he used to tear into them, call a bunch of fat, lazy Louisiana losers. And my dad used to love that. <laughs> Although awesome, I will say actually. this, Doc's daddy did point out at an early age, even before they started dying, that the Von Erichs weren't much more than poor white trash. Jesus. Oh wow. <laughs> That's a shot, and he's living in Dallas. God damn. (laughs) What? No, 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 no. I mean, I hear you, dude. Well, we'll keep going because, and like I said, we'll talk more about this whole tag title situation next week when the Rock and Roll uh, face off against Mani and Rude, who Rude had already left. But Ivan Koloff takes on Alan Martin. Shivani is still talking about how Paul Jones swindled this new tag team so Manny and Ivan could continue to defend the title. So, again, they keep talking about it. Ivan does win. Doc, any thoughts from that match? No. Aubrey, you? No. All right. Vladimir takes on the Black Mountain, who is a black man in a navy blue outfit with a mask. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Petrov wins. If you, don't know what, if you don't know what Menace here looks like, Menace is like the 5'9 version of Black Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. I don't know who the Black Mountain is, so I'm going to put Tim Morecci, yeah. the official BTT uh, research department on this because I have no clue. I'm going to be frank. I don't like. I do not. I do not watch this on match just to see if he was going to take his mask off or something. Because I didn't never heard of this guy, but nah, just just some big old black guy they got from like a truck stop or something, and they just threw a fucking mask on him. At any point, at any point in his afternoon at the wrestling, the morning at the wrestling, did somebody call him boy? <laughs> Probably so. That's sad. I didn't say it wasn't sad. I asked you if it happened. That's just... Okay. No, that's, uh, that depresses me. Let me take a sip of Hennessy. 
Jesus, you're every stereotype. You give these people fuel for their stereotypes. <laughs> I remember one you time. Had corn ro- you had your little cornrows and Hennessy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember one time on Twitter, uh, fake Stan Lane was tweeting me, and I was like, man, I got to pour me a glass of Hennessy. His response, he like completely changed topics. He was like, you really are black, you bastard. Oh, it's <laughs> so true. Drinking Hennessy. See? I was like, that doesn't mean someone's black because they drink Hennessy. It no, usually, yes, it uh, does. Yes, it does. I don't know any white people that drink that. Right. It's really. a product of France, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, he's right. <laughs> Harper's right, right about this. Uh, I'll ask Doc, are we playing the Barry Windham promo? He's talking about no. Bubba and the UWF title. It's like, it's not even 40 seconds. No. It's super short. No. Okay. Harper, you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Uh, they throw us to, I think it is Shivani and Crockett. Well, I'm sorry. Shivani and Crockett throw us to Dusty at NWA Pro. And I'm going to cue that up right here. Um, Dusty's got some words for the fucking new breed. So i kind of been waiting on this for, <laughs> for a few weeks. Let's go ahead and play that and listen to what Dusty's got to say. All right, you heard Barry Windham say you can't keep the big man down. I'm talking about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. The four horsemen tried it, Tully Blanchard, but they couldn't keep him down. Well, they've tried before. We've always said Dusty Rhodes, he'll bounce back every time. Let's hear a very special interview from a very special man, a very emotional interview from the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, can everybody hear me here tonight? Everybody's all right? Huh? Everybody all right? We're going to talk just a minute, you know. Last week, the four husbands laid me out in the middle of the ring, said they took one of my legs from me. Well, let me tell you something. I'm standing out here, Tully Blanchard, both legs underneath me. I'm standing out here with both legs. With both legs. First of all, I know there's a lot of people out there right there now that was born in the 60s. They're children of the 60s. And children of the 60s knew what it was like to have war, peace, and how to fight and scratch and claw for whatever they wanted. Let me tell you something, Tully Blanchard. You might have her out here now. Yes, she's gonna be a dark journey for you, baby. You know what I mean? She's gonna be a dark journey. Magnum TA will be, will be in Greensboro, North Carolina, June the 6th. Yeah. He will be holding my $50,000. And Tully Blanchard, you forgot one thing. You gave your money to Mr. Crockett. He's holding that money. Now then, the fucking like a monkey tour is over. It's over. And if you're gonna come out here and talk like me, new breed, you better get it right because I'll come over and kick your butt. You understand what I'm saying? All my life, I lived on the end of this lightning bolt. And now then, this is the new lightning bolt tour. 1987. This is starting to kick butt, take names, and get funky as I ever got in my life. So tell it, Blanchard, you bring it out. The American Dream, you listen to me back there too, baby. The four horsemen, I'm going to tell you what, baby. When it's over, there ain't going to be a saddle big enough to put on your back because I'm going to ride you all over this state, all over this country. That's a fact. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right, Doc, you got any thoughts about Dusty right there? Is it just me, or does he sound really old and out of date 
and out of touch here. I don't have that note, but the note I did have was I won that crowd did not seem in No, that's kind of what that's what clued me into that was like he's out there trying to hit his rap and he you know, technically it's it's still dusty hitting his rap. There seemed to be a lot of crickets. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They were just kind of sitting there like stop minding their own business. It's like they were being polite because it was dusty. Yeah. Dude, I had that note. I said it was like they didn't want to insult him. And they're just sitting there kind of like, we love him. But, man, I think we might be getting tired of him. And they're kind of in that stage of, I can't boo this dude because he's given me so many great years. But I can't cheer loudly because it's like, eh. He's corny. It's like, he's old. It's, he's, he's he's trying to be my cool uncle. Yeah. He, <laughs> that's just, like that's that, just funny when you're nine. But in the, unless he's giving me beer, it's it's corny when I'm 15. Yeah. Now, I'll laugh at it, I'll laugh at his jokes as long as he's giving me some Coors Yellow Billies. But if he ain't got, if he ain't holding, fuck that corny motherfucker. Now he he did kind of laugh, make me laugh about the whole new breed talking shit to him. But uh, I was right there with both of y'all. It was I liked like, it better eh. when he didn't acknowledge that they existed. Uh, that's true too. Uh, all right, Harper. Anything else before we keep going? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The crowd was just not not buying into him. And that's a NWA, I think, worldwide or pro. I can't remember which one. Crowd, which there, it was NWA pro. Now that I think about it, they're usually into that. I mean, they get loud and rowdy. I mean, Jim Crocker Promotions. That was the one thing about the live venues, man. We've seen it. Those crowds, they were rowdy. They got into it. Yeah, they were just kind of like just wah, sitting wah. there on their hands. Yeah, man, they didn't boo. It just was the lack of noise and cheering, but. Let's keep going, because Magnum comes out, and Magnum, again, he's in the sling still, but he's got some words to say. Let's listen to what Magnum's got to say here. The boss, Magnum TA. Magnum TA will be in Greensboro, says Dusty Rhodes, and here he is, and you can hear the outpouring of love from the fans, Magnum. Well, you know, there's a few things in this life you can depend on. You can depend on the fact that the four horsemen will always be getting up mighty early every morning trying to think of a way to put the American Dream Dusty Rhodes out of professional wrestling, but they can't get the job done. And you can depend on the fact that as long as I've got any energy in this body right here, I will be by his side at whatever cost. So Tully Blanchard, it's been a long, long time since I had the pleasure of stepping in the Greensboro Coliseum. But June the 6th, stepping that Coliseum, I will. And I'll walk down that aisle beside the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and be ringside with $100,000 on the line with me taking care of business, myself taking care of the money, and you inside that ring facing what might possibly be the most brutal match you've ever had in your life outside of the one you had with me in the I Quit match because you see the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is coming after that world television title. Not just coming after it, but coming to get back something that has been his rightfully all along. In a 60-minute time limit match, a whole lot of pain, blues, and agony can be dealt out. I know about those things, so does American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And this is step one in my comeback. You gotta take things one step at a time, and that's exactly what I'm doing. But when I walk that floor, June the 6th, Greensboro Coliseum, that's just beginning, because I can see that light at the end of the tunnel now. And when Magnum TA steps out in that light, there's gonna be a whole lot of people gonna be paying some dues. I can promise that. 
Magnum Chie. Fans, let's go to the ring. Man, it's a damn shame that Magnum is not going to wrestle again because that was a pretty damn good promo for somebody that's not going to step into the ring. Doc, what did you have? Yeah, I had on there that him and his still broken state is still better than all the other baby faces in the promotion, which is, I guess, one of the main reasons why they keep running him back out there. I don't, I, you know, it's hard to blame him. Then, dude, he's still in the sling, man. Tap the brakes on that comeback tour. You ain't ever coming back. You're broken, dude. And did you notice when you pull back on this, just how skinny he is now? Dude, there. that's what I was thinking. You can see it in his arms. Yeah, he ain't thick no more. He's like, his frame is just like it shrunk. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same note. I said, although he was rolling right there, I mean, at this point, we've said it a couple of weeks ago and a few times, you look at him and it's like, there's no way he's coming back. This is not yeah. happening. He's done. Like, after the accident, before we saw him, we was like, ah, oh, well, you know, yeah, he come back. And and then you keep watching every week, and he's out there like, this dude's done, man. He's not seeing a ring again. I mean, if you look at when, when Nikita comes out, his waist looks like it's like 28 waist. Yeah. He, that works if you're Rick Rude, but he was a thicker dude than that. Yeah. Dude, he, he looks like a regular he, guy now. He, yeah, he looks like the guy down at the truck stop that'll tell mm-hmm. you to wrestle. Slow down, partner. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like the guy you see like at fucking AutoZone trying to get a a starter for his fucking truck or something. Fucking alternator for his fucking Chevy. Yeah. Fucking hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Don't buy American. That's the worst thing you can do. Harbor, <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts on uh, Magnum there? Yeah, I was just thinking how, how fucking small he's gotten. Does he ever? Does he ever kind of recover and, and kind of? He's a gets... slam. Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead, Doc. Were you saying something, or you put yourself on mute? He must have muted himself. I think he was no? about to say something about he. He's at Slamboree. What were you about to say, Doc? I said he comes back to Slamboree in a couple of years, and like, I think he can walk around some. But I mean, you can't. You can't whip out the football and be like, go long, Magnum. You're right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's he's it's, it's, it's making a joke, but it's true. You can't – like, he fills out, but it's, like, not the right kind of fill it out. It's probably because he filled out. He gained a little weight, but he ain't – dude, he's just – you can't, look at it. I mean, it's he May. The accident up. was in October. It ain't fucking happening, dude. He's done. He got fucked up, man. Poor Magnum. Yeah. The only yeah. the only saving grace is is that he's gonna still tell his wife and like raise his kids. <laughs> That's the ultimate Dude. revenge. And and Harper loves uh loves his daughter. Tessa. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know that much about her. <laughs> That's, a, that's She's a good wrestler. That's an inside joke, offer. <laughs> uh he loves him some Tessa, but uh actually Johnny loves him some Tessa, right? Is it Johnny? No, uh, no, Johnny likes uh Never mind. Johnny likes Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, yeah that's he's just a fucking mark for that's Rachel. Just, that's right. That's just Sonny. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. That's right. I got You know who my Sonny is? Huh. Sonny. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, question for both of you. We'll take a vote on it. They do no. a promo. It's Nikita, and then it's no. a video package with Lex. Okay. Let me let me mention this. I thought Nikita was funny. Nikita said, you got a stinking mistake in your mind if you think you every woman dream. He yeah. told that to Lex, and I thought that was a great line coming from Nikita because you don't get that kind of comedy from Nikita. But I did think that was good that he did say that. So... Uh, it's a rather lengthy, but it's not really great. But Nikita threw that line out there, and I thought it was good. So we'll keep going. John Hardy and Tim Hardy, Hardy boys. the Hardy Boys. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> that was I hadn't I didn't remember that. But versus the new yeah. breed, the new breed win. At one point, Crockett says literally, "The Hardys are having a hard time." It just was weird hearing the Hardys, even though we know this is not the Hardys mm-hmm. of the era we're in now. Harper, any thoughts on the match? No, I mean they look good. The yeah, I thought it. I thought it took too long, but yeah, they look all right. Yeah, uh, man, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've said this before, but you know what their entrance theme here is, right? It's uh, the the Beastie Boys. No, I mean the one that they're that the dub music. Yeah. What is no? That? What is it? Did you say it, dude? You that's in Liv- that's from the TV show In Living Color. It, it sounds, sounds like it, but it, yeah. I don't know if it is. Well, it isn't because they have to change like one note so that they can right. use that. But that's what that is. Dude, that show was fucking great back in the day. I Guy, bet, you got all, I bet the fly of... girl's got your little menace dick going. No, yeah. That's how fucking J-Lo got, got her start. She was a fly girl. Did I get you fly. going there, menace? Mm-hmm. Fly girls are, were, pretty, were pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah, they were. Nice looking. The black one. Did you did, you, did you think is that where you first got introduced to white people? You got to see Jim Carrey and you're like, Oh, maybe white people aren't so bad. Yeah. Uh Nah, I mean You've you always know, hated white people, I get it. Nah, I mean I was I, <laughs> you, you talk like dude, you talk like I never was around white people. Huh, do you realize where I went to high? I mean, I went to a private high school, so I, I was well versed in white people. <laughs> nobody from... believes. Nobody believes anything of of that. Right. Yeah, I went to a private high school, like one of the most. How did you make that ones. happen? Yeah. Oh, they had this About thing that? called work. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you're not far wait, off, Hopper. Work release. They had this thing called work study, and they also had like uh, different scholarships and different things. So that's how I could attend. Because my and mom, what, there's what, no way she could afford that. And what particular skill did you display to enter that program? Hey, bro, y'all talk a lot of shit about me, but I busted my ass, man, to make sure that I could go to a decent school. That's a uh, fucking. How know, much it costs to go to uh, Brother Mart now, dude? It's a fuck. It's like college. Yeah, <laughs> it's like t- I, it's like sending a kid to UNO. <laughs> Bruh, it's like ridiculous. Like where I went to high school, you literally would have to take out probably like, like to send your kid there. I I'm betting you need close to forty grand for four dude, years. Dude, I can't tell you how many friends I have that are like, I had to got the loan to put you know a little a Bobby in. I'm like, you fucking crazy, bro. Dude, dude, my mom was like, you ain't going to Kennedy. Uh, we're going to get this scholarship. You're going to do this work study and it's going to cost me next to nothing. And that's how I got through. So fuck more power to her. She made it work and yeah, it was cool. But, uh, Chris, Chris Meyer out there, he's a longtime listener. He actually graduated from the same high school as me. So they no get a shout out. There you go. Yeah. He'd been listening for a long time. He graduated a few years before me, but, uh, 
Yeah, long-time listener, man. He's listened to the show for a long time. But uh, All right, let's keep going because, man, oh, man, Ric Flair is coming out, and here it is. This is what they mean by styling and profiling the world champion, nature boy Ric Flair. I think Magnum T.A. is the only beefcake in town. Let's hear it for a man the public loves to hate. Now let's put the camera on this one time. This is what being woo, the world champion, being one of the four horsemen, is all about. It's called styling woo, and profile. And in the words of the infamous Arn Anderson, what's really causing all this, I'm going to tell you. Big bucks. Big time money. And you know how you get to make all the money? You got to be in the main line of the greatest sport in the world. Now let's do what Dusty Rhodes did. Step over here, Tony Schiavone. Come on over here. You see, Dusty Rhodes takes it upon himself to walk into the middle of the ring and tell the whole world he's standing on both his legs, the great American hero that he is. Well, let me tell you how it is, Big Dust. We all got a lot of respect for what you are in this sport. You're one of the main liners, one of the big daddies. But you see, Big Dust, there are times when you confuse yourself and put yourself in the same category as the four horses. And when you jump specifically on Tony Blanchard, you're jumping on me and you're jumping on Luger. And you're jumping on R, and you're jumping on JJ. So you see what happens, Big Dust, is you're outnumbered. Your troops aren't deep enough to handle it. And this time, my friend, you have ridden that lightning bolt probably. And I'm being very serious to the end of your wrestling career. Because as you saw, we can be real bad and real nasty. And the more things heat up, the closer you come to having it all in. Now, Magnum T.A., let me explain something to you, Magnum. You walk out here, the great champion that you are. We all know what kind of man you are. Nobody could have come back from where you've been, buddy. We love you for it. But my friend, if you get my way, what? You're going to get one of those. If you get Luger's way, you get one of those. And as they're getting Blanchard's way, I expect to see him put that slingshot suplex on you, buddy. Bad arm or not, the name of this game is competition. It's blood, it's guts, it's glory, and it's ours. And Nikita, Nikita Cola, for you to walk out here and holler and dare Lex Luger to bring it to you tells me that your few years in this great sport, nothing has sunk in. Luger is gonna be the US champion when he wants to be. Right now, I put my arm around him, I say, Lex, tease Nikita a little bit. Make him sweat. Make him think what it'll be like to walk around without that belt. Make him think what it'll be like to look Dusty Rhodes in the eye and have that funny feeling in his stomach and say, Dust, I let you down. 
Luger beat me. Where do I go now? That's what's called being a champion, buddy. You don't bring it on, you go get it. And I'll guarantee you, Nikita, Luger's gonna have the US Championship. The four horsemen are gonna put Dusty Rhodes out of this sport. And Ric Flair is gonna take Precious. And Jimmy Garvin, I don't care what you've told yourself, what you've got yourself thinking you are, I'm gonna take that bodacious blonde with the biggest tatas in the world and make her mine. You know why? You wonder why? Because I'm the world champion. I'm the best there is, and I can back up every word I say. And I do it day in and day out. That's what makes me the cream of the crop. I style, I profile, I can do the loop. I can do whatever I have to do to be the man day in woo, and day out. The world champion, Ric Flair. Custom made, 1100 bucks. Buy yourself one, kid. And we'll be right back. Doc. That's about as perfect. That's about as perfect as you can get. Yeah. I mean, it's like they said, okay, Rick, we need you to go out there and get 75% of the roster over. And he goes, okay. Gotcha, pal. Yeah. I mean, when he said, I mean, there's so many things here. First of all, he was, I felt like he was shooting on Dusty a little bit there for in real life about how they were going all the way back to the beginning and how, hey, pal, listen up. This is serious. You've ridden this thing to the end of the lightning bolt. Then he puts Magnum over and he's like, man, we love you, buddy. Nobody could come back from that. But if you come out here with that broken wing, you're still going to get slapped with a slingshot for your troubles. He's talking about teddies. He's talking about championships. He's talking about glory. Dude. I, that's how that's how it's done. Let me ask a he's question. Sprinkling, he's sprinkling Nature Boy dust all over everybody and just running around. The, you know, I told Luger, you know, the line he said about Nikita that tells me that in the few years you've been in the sport, nothing has sunk in. That's a hell of a line. Yeah, he said you ain't got it between the ears. Uh, he told Nikita <laughs> that. Which I thought was a freaking great line. And when he said, Magnum, we're proud of you, but don't be mistaken. You ain't coming back. Right. Um, let me ask y'all a question. I'm going to throw it to both of you. I timed it. Do you know how long he was talking right there? I'm going to say that was four and a half minutes. That motherfucker went from the 3354 mark to the 3907 mark. Doc, you're good with Damn. me. That's fucking five minutes and 13 seconds, if my math is correct. That's impressive. Five minutes? Dude, do you know how hard it is? We've talked about these four minutes. He covered five or six different topics. He didn't blink. He just went out there and did it. Man, five this minutes. is the crazy thing. This is why Rick's a savant. Because, like, you could give your checkbook with simple numbers in it to him, and he'd look at you and go, I don't know what to do. you go, hey, man, here's, here's, here's a live microphone in front of 50, 20 million people. Go give us five minutes and get the roster over it. He's out there just put dropping an elbow on his suit jacket that he threw on the ground. Harbor, <laughs> what did you have from it? 
Dude, it's just fucking great. When he throws in the fucking, t- she's got the best tatas. I want to take precious that bodacious bond with them big tatas. Those bodacious, yeah, oh God. I I don't I can't say anymore. I mean, this was just fantastic. Doc said it was a lot. Perfect. Yeah. All right. We'll keep rolling because good lord, Rick was yeah right up there for the Rolex. Let's just put it out there. Uh, we go now to Rock and Roll Express versus Chance McQuaid, Larry Steven. Rock and Roll wins a double drop quick. Then they go to a promo with the Rock and Roll. Uh, it's a quick one. I don't have anything from it. Hopper, did you? No. No. Doc, it was the you? same old kind of you know, Rock and Roll promo. Yeah, I didn't have anything from this. And it doesn't really tie in to anything that's about to happen last week. Yeah, so right. That's it. We'll get the, we'll, they'll get their time next week. Yes. Arn Anderson versus Randy Barber. Arn wins. I'm going to take it that neither one of you have anything from it. Uh, no, sir. Uh, no. Match. And then we get Tully coming out. And he's out there with Dark Journey, who looks fucking scrumptious. God. Yeah, she looked good, man. Oh, looking like a chick at the Roxbury on Lake Forest. Uh, Cliff, oh, she has some nice tatas. Oh, Journey. Let's listen to Tully and uh, see what he's got to say. For the Four Horsemen, still the world television champion, Tully Blanchard, along with Dark Journey. And I know you've heard what Magnum had to say when he walked out here. I tell you what, you know, Tony Giovanni, one thing before we all start. I'm going to make you the most famous secretary in all the world. I'm going to make you more famous than Jessica Howard. Now, back to business. Magnum TA! I got a clap for you. Man, you're making a great recovery. You're a step back. Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be great someday to watch you step through those ropes and put the tights back on. It's going to do my heart good. But until that time comes, you just carry that sack full of commons people's money down to ringside. Because I tell you what, Dark Journey's going to have all the pleasure carrying it out at Dusty Rhodes. You want to get up here and talk horsemen. I'm still on two legs. I'm up here. Both legs still work. Yeah, they're here. Are they on a percent? the question. But you know, you're a great man. You've been world heavyweight champion three times, world's television champion a couple times, and nobody's taking anything away from you. You're one of the greatest in all the world. You're a tough, 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 tough man. I've never said that. But you know, Big Dust, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't go on past performance. June 6th, it's going to be 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm not talking about the times I beat you for this or the time two years ago when I beat you for the world's television title or the national title or anything else. It's going to be 0 for Dusty Rhodes and 0 for Tully Blanchard. Just like, just like the Boston Celtics and the Detroit Pistons. It all comes down to that one game. So big dust. June the 6th, Greensboro Coliseum. You bring Mr. Inspiration Magnum TA. You bring yourself. Because I'm bringing Dark Journey and all the horsemen are going to be there. $100,000 on the line. And you know, Big Dust, that's what it says at all. I'm putting this up and the money. And you know, Big Dust, I've said it before. June 6th is my day. It's a day for Tully Blanchard, for Dark Journey, and the Four Horsemen to shut you up once and for all, so don't you miss it. Tully Blanchard and Dark Journey, and we'll be back right after this time. 
Man, Dog Journey got that freaking lip gloss on. Oh, mm. my Lord, looking like a freaking stallion in the Roxbury in New Orleans. Oof. Harper, your thoughts from Tully and Dog Journey right there. Yeah, Tully kind of uh, did the whole uh, Rick thing kind of to a certain extent when he he uh, puts over uh, st- um, Magnum. Uh, Magnum. Magnum. He did. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah. he kind of shot him down. It was right great. afterwards. Was, yeah. Because he said, it warms my heart when you come back. But for now, you just carry that sack of money to the yeah. ring for me to win. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And what he, he put says, him over, uh, but yes. You can't, uh, God, what did he say? You, you can't rest on your laurels. Right. But that's all they do. <laughs> yep. They always bring up the past of, of, of their uh, <laughs> accomplishments. I thought they that was kind of funny. They contradict themselves constantly, which right. makes them the horsemen. Doc, yes. what you what you had? Yeah, and he also talks about Jessica Hahn. Remember her? Now oh, she no. has some. She Who has some. Bo- dude, she has some bodacious tatas. Was she like an actor or something? She was the secretary over at Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's that then got into like got hooked up with Sam Kennison and was in his videos, and then she was oh, in Playboy. Geez. Yeah, bruh. You should look that up sometime. She was right. she, she was a uh, Han H A H N. White broad. What does that got to do with anything? I'm just asking, man. Fuck. No, no. See, that's that's that race card shit you like. Yeah, to pull. you fucking cocky <laughs> asshole. I don't. I don't, I don't never play no race cards. You can't put Whatever. that on me. Why don't you go buy some Nikes? <laughs> We're a New Balance pod. Y'all, y'all yes are digging. Y'all we're are new- digging in, dude. Y'all. <laughs> no, no. We're we're a New Balance kind of. We're a pod. fucking Reebok uh, podcast. You know what I wear? I wear shoes that are comfortable for me. <laughs> Shit. Oh, Jesus she Christ. She has some fantastically big-ass titties. 80s style, what, too. What's her name, Doc? Jessica Hahn. H-A-H-N. Okay, white chick though, right? White broad. Okay, I just asked him, man. I just want some clear, dude. I'm just asking a question. Come on, bro. <laughs> Fuck. All right, it's, Doc. Any other thoughts about Tully? It's right the there? way you ask it, with black ass motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> you an asshole. Oh, oh, man. You That's some weekly. '80s trivia right there, and some '80s titties, man. That's all I'm saying. '80s trivia and '80s titties. That's really nice. Jimmy Garvin versus Trent Knight up next. Garvin wins with the Brainbuster, and then we go to JJ Dillon and Lex Luger. And uh, Doc, did Lex make you proud with this one? And what are your thoughts on Lex and Nikita being in a feud? I don't even know if I want to play it. I want to ask Jimmy, you first. No, it's just no. <laughs> I like when he takes his shirt off and they go, put it, put it on, put it on or something. Man, I fast forward it. I don't give a shit, man. I was afraid. You were on the treadmill to... running. You were able to fast forward, though? Yeah, I can do more than one thing at once, asshole. I know you get on there. Isn't weird seeing them in, in like, regular clothes? Lex? Yeah. Kind of. And you know what's funny? Like, next week, he, um... I don't even want to spoil it. Yeah, well, you spoiled know, enough already. Well, let me just say this: y'all, y'all are familiar with the nervous. Let's just go into next. Like, let's just go into next week's show right now. Yeah. Thank God, we did that last time, and I was exhausted, and y'all were too. 
But remember, you, no, y'all y'all know a lot about Lex's nervous tick that he has, right? When he's cutting a promo. Yes. Where he constantly touches his dick. What? Jesus Christ! Next week he touches his dick like twenty times in his promo. It's, it's fucking terrible. Maybe he's trying to find it after it's been shrunken by all the steroids. That's nice. All right, so allegedly, allegedly. Hopper, do you have any thoughts on Lex's promo? No. Yeah, me either. But I, I, I like it when those when those fans had that big ass banner that they that, that they took a lot of time to fucking make. What the banner say? I forgot. It said, "We want to see Lex in." Who gives a fuck, Georgia? Oh, okay, that's nice, Hopper. Mm, Jessica Hans, yeah, she, yeah, she was hot. Okay, you want to tell us about that before we go to the next match, Hopper? While you're handling uh, it, Jessica Hahn. but she Hopper still looks gonna, good. Hopper going to be googling videos at night, so he can yeah. rip one off. Because I got something new to crank off to. New. Well, mm. don't you stop on? When do you stop on Tuesday or Wednesday? Because you can see your broad on Sunday. Uh, uh, I stop out. I guess about Tuesday. <laughs> so he gets it cranked on Sunday, and right. then Monday and Tuesday is just chronic masturbation, just right? Non-stop for a Fuck couple of days. Are you gonna Ric Flair her on uh, Sunday? Oh yeah, knock it out like Stunner. Okay. I tell you what, let's keep going. That way we can get to the end of the show. We got the Road Warriors versus Mike Far- Force and Rick Sullivan. Uh, Animal sends Sullivan to the floor at the start of the match, and the guy just splatters on the Dude, ground. Dude, like he fucking movie. laid him out flat. Uh, Harper, did you see that too? He, it was like a pancake clack. For which one? Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was Sullivan, well, Mike Force. That was kind of Force is the one that's kind of got hair and he's kind of built. They were, you know, but Sullivan's one man. He got thrown to the flizzor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That poor bastard. Now yeah, they, the warrior, the Warriors do win. Uh, they finish them off with God. That finish was brutal, was it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts, Harper, from the match that you had? No, they just fucking destroyed them. Yes, they did. Doc, you. Man, I just wonder what would happen one time if, like, Bill Tab or somebody just met them as they were coming to the ring, cut them off, and just started fighting back. Because <laughs> the Road Warriors were big and mean and tough, but they weren't experienced. So what would have happened? Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things, man. Because, like, I mean, it... I'm pretty sure that if you did that to Bob Armstrong or Ron Garvin, it doesn't matter who you are, you're still going to get dealt with and hand it handed to you, but... What if you don't know what to do? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we talked about how Rick Rude just didn't care. He would talk about him. He would fucking chew promos on him. Like he didn't give a shit. But they, I mean, t- at least on Saturday night, we never see. The he CLC gave so little tank. of a shit that being at one half of the NWA World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions meant nothing to him. Yeah. Think about that. We didn't even talk about that as he's just, bounced out and he's gone. Ah, That's true. He ya. was an NWA World Champion when he left him. He was like. Y'all can blow me, motherfuckers. Are you going to do the right thing? Are you going to do the right thing and do the honors on the way out? Nope. Fuck your yeah. mama. Is what he, he said, told fuck them. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, he just bounced. Okay, tell you what. Let's go to the last promo of the episode. It is the Road Warriors, and this is after they defeat Mike Force and Rick Sullivan. I thought this was pretty good. Here it is. National Tag Team Champions, pretty mean today, I'd say. 
You know what I'm talking about? We just showed everybody at Chris the United States. We ain't here to play around no more. You got the four horsemen out here. You tried to break our partner, Dusty Rhodes' leg. Everybody out there in the country knows we don't like nobody but Dusty Rhodes. He's in the street. He's proved himself to us and everybody else that wrestled with. So if you want to put him out of business, take a look right here. You gotta put us down too. So go ahead, boys. Come get it. We don't care if it's in Atlanta or all across the summer. All summer long, somewhere, sometime, we'll get you in the ring. Tell him, Hawk. Tony Schiavone, one thing the Warriors have never forgot is where they came from. They never forget their roots. Don't the horsemen wish they could say the same? They'd like to forget about their lives. They're out here trying to impress people with their fancy clothes, their limousines, and their women, and their jewelry. Well, that don't impress us. And that don't get the job done in the ring, boys. You gotta be impressing people in the ring. We don't try to impress anybody, but we get everybody's respect. That suit, that nice suit, and them alligator shoes don't do diddly do in the ring. So you just keep talking, and you keep trying to impress all those people out there. And all those people out there, they're not all rich. And they forgot where they came from, horsemen. And they could care less about your money. You just keep telling them that. It keeps getting them hotter. And they want to see us beat you up all the worse, boys. Hi, Shivani, I believe it was all said by Magnum T.A. One step at a time. I, I didn't think Ellering had anything important there, but uh, I, I, I thought Hawk was good. Harper, what did you have? Yeah, like when it's just, all that money and shit don't mean a goddamn thing till you get to the ring. That was great. He said that mm-hmm. nice suit knows that alligators don't do diddly do for you in the ring. Yeah, I thought that was stupid though. He's Why? the world fucking champion, so apparently that does a lot for him, and it does, it's the ultimate scoreboard on any of this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, nah, man. It don't right. help him in the ring. I mean, he's a champion. He can buy that stuff because he got money, but that's it. But, okay. Doc, what, what else have? you got? What if? Anything else, Doc? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Ronnie Garvin versus Barry Phelps is the closing match. Match starts very late in the show. Garvin doesn't really have any time to stretch the guy. He does slap him around a little, but he knocks him out in about a minute and... Hands out some chin nuts as usual. Nothing else uh, happens in the match. Uh, Harper, did you have anything from it? No. He took it easy on him. He kind of did. It was very, very quick. I mean, it was like, again, a minute. Doc, you, anything? I bet that guy was like, dude, that was awesome. It's like, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God it was only a minute. All right. uh, Crockett and Shivani, they do close out the show. They make a few announcements. I didn't have anything from it. Did you, Doc? Mm -mm. I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't I don't think there was anything uh, anything really uh worthwhile in there. All right, so let's go to rate it now. Uh, Doc, what are you rating this one? Well, I watched it a, a while back and I was considerably wasted when I did. So I, I thought you watched it on a treadmill. Well, <laughs> I drink on the treadmill, pal. <laughs> yeah, caught that, you in your own fucking lie, didn't I? 
No, when you're you know full well that when you have kids, you have to multitask and get some so shit you in. Drink and run. That's really nice. Okay. Lots of people do that shit. Down in Gentilly, right. there's drunk people running from the cops every night, man. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So I didn't really remember what happened here until I got back into the swing of this episode. It was the hour helps. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. Um, I'm gonna say B. Yeah, all right. I'm, That's why I had a solid B. I'm gonna go B plus, and it's only because Rick just ripped the freaking. It's so hard to go lower than that because of Rick's five and a half minute promo, and then Tully cuts a really good one with Journey. So B plus, but overall, I thought it was real, real good. I thought it was good, man. I, I mean, like you said, Doc, one hour. Harper, you said one hour, and then yeah. the Rolex. I have to give it to Rick. I mean, he puts over the whole roster at the same time, rips a great five-minute promo. Harper, who's your Rolex? It's got to be Rick. There's no yeah. other person you, you could give it to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Doc, you? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to do anything else, man. I mean, damn. Yeah. Like, what do you, you know, what do you do? It's it's just, nah, you can't give it to anybody else. So, all right, well, that is going to wrap up the NWA portion of the show. I, don't want, I do want to remind everyone, if you haven't already done so, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support the show without spending anything extra. When you spend money on Amazon using that link, we get a small, a little bit of kickback in return. It ain't much, but it's enough to help pay the hosting server and things like that each and every month. So tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book. Remember, give it to your wives, girlfriends, side pieces, or whoever you're fucking, and tell them Whoa. to use it as well. Uh, bookmark it and use it every time they purchase on Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. want to shout out a couple of people real quick. Thank you to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett doing their thing every single Monday. And uh, please check them out. They do a lot of classic stuff, a little current stuff. Again, search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing wherever you get your podcasts and listen to them every single Monday. And then shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Just a little bit classier, a little bit more professional than us. And uh, again, and, northern, and northern wrestling. Yeah, the they kind of. Well, I say they dive into like. They're classy, kind of dive they're into... more professional, and they deal with northern wrestling. That sounds like the worst podcast ever. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Taking a the shot. The only thing worse would be show. that damn. Only thing worse would be that damn ambient pill that you do the world class show with. <laughs> other than that. Steven Javorski mentioned that comment on the BTT Facebook group. He's he literally put human ambient pill. Ha ha ha, Doc. <laughs> your jealousy is shining through. Just to let you Nobody know. knows more about world class than me. Says you and your drunken state, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Hopper, let me ask a question while we're uh, getting ready to wrap things up, man. What's going on with Wildcat? Uh, when's the next show? October 6th, bro. The Revolution Rumble. Meisler? Yeah. You should oh, show okay, up. There you go. 7 p.m.? Uh-huh. We you should go down there, Mike. We should go down there. I'll wear a hood the whole time. We got yeah. not, not the hood that makes your people afraid, like a wrestling match mask. <laughs> we got to talk about a BT tree trip, but that's going to be safe for the patron episode when we talk about the crew situation. Uh, so there's that. That's another tease for the patrons. Can you imagine there. how? Hold on. Can no, you we're not talking about this on this show. How fast 
we would get divorced if you, if me, you, Mrs. Doc, and Sasha went on a romantic cruise together. That'd be great. We'd be over there trying to get the Wi-Fi so that we could watch some WWE classic content while those two <laughs> bitches are over there ugging and I can't even. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that shortly. So, uh, but Jesus Christ, I can only imagine. Bye. While I'm talking about only imagine, uh, make sure you go to our Pro Wrestling Tees store. Check the links in the show description along with the T Public store. It's there as well. You can purchase either Doc shirt, Hopper shirt, some T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees as well. I haven't plugged it in a while, but I want to mention it. So check out the show notes and show description. And again, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt to get access to the world-class shows and all the other patron-exclusive content that we drop. Uh, I don't have a promo of the week this week. Actually, I got something, and we're going to talk about that shortly. So, uh, Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, let's go. Hopper, what about you? Let's fucking roll, bro. Hit the tagline and take us home, Hopper. Book it, bitch. <laughs>